Welcome, or welcome back to Turner Syndrome Talking Tea with your host, Emily Seymour. What I hope for this podcast is, I hope it makes people affected by Turner Syndrome feel less alone. And I hope it spreads awareness on Turner Syndrome because it really needs it. I have lots of different perspectives on Turner Syndrome in this podcast from ladies themselves with Turner Syndrome to mums to dads to doctors a lot of different experiences with Turner Syndrome so there's something here for everyone so I hope you enjoyed this episode everyone so we have a different episode we've got law back with us hi law hello emily hi nice to talk to you again and thank you for having me back on your amazing podcast well thank you so much okay so if you don't remember law has come on this podcast before but she has emailed me and said that she has new answers to the questions um, and we've just gone through the relevant questions that she thinks would be relevant for her. So we will do that. Okay, so we know your relationship with Turner Syndrome. You have Turner Syndrome. Has anything changed with that? Uh, with the relationship with Turner Syndrome itself, um, just as far as being a woman who's getting... I'm not not in any way old, uh, 40, I guess a lot of people would give out to me if I said that's old, it's not. But I suppose what I mean is as a woman getting old her with Turner syndrome. Um, I found out recently that um, I will need hearing aids. Um, and again, that, that's not a big deal, but um, to be told when I'm 40 that I may need them makes me think oh gosh what will I be like in 10 years time or more mm. and again it might be because of Turner syndrome I don't want to blame that but it was the fact that I have Turner syndrome is why I would be getting tested my hearing tested and uh, it is something that is more common in um, women with Turner syndrome and girls with Turner syndrome hearing so that's something in my relationship that's changed uh, getting a bit older, if that answers the question, not old but older, and how will it affect me, or will there be some more changes creeping up on me, like the hearing, needing hearing aids, um, you know, at an age that other people mightn't, and that doesn't mean it's significant. It's tricky because as you get older, the more things aren't as good as they used to be, like just yeah. your hearing, and that just naturally happens anyway. Yeah, so it's Turner's probably heightens heightens that. I definitely think that's possible. Yeah, and yeah. that I don't. Just I agree. I definitely think it's possible, as you said, it just in in yeah, may highlight 
yeah, that process of aging. Um, As yeah, you get older, your hearing declines anyway. Yes. But anyway, what are your big challenges? Would you say? Um, so uh, trying to figure out uh, when I'll start wearing hearing aids and will I buy them <laughs> and when. Um, that's something um, when I spoke to the doctor but because I'm, I'm able to have a conversation with somebody one-to-one -one without needing them at the moment, mm. um, the doctor decided and me that if I got them, I mightn't even wear them, that, you know, I wouldn't be ready yet. So isn't to, to decide when or if I want them. So that's a challenge um, and to get them when when the time comes that maybe I wouldn't be able to carry on uh, a conversation one to one properly with somebody without hearing it, you know, or misunderstanding. More importantly, if I misunderstood or missed out on some of what they were saying, uh, that would be a challenge. And just that would make me very sad in that. You can see I love talking. I chat a lot. So it would make me very sad to think I mightn't hear somebody as well and miss out on what they're saying to me, you know, which is the conversation that it's going to affect communication. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's one thing. And just meeting them when I'm 40, you know, I'd be like, what, what, what will it be like when I'm 60 again and not to be ages? There's nothing wrong with the age. It's just, you know. You, your mind starts to that's, that's exactly it. It's more thinking, what's, what's ahead of me? If I'm only 40 and I need hearing aids and, um, yeah. Us women and girls with turners, we're queens of overthinking anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I completely understand that. And I can really, I, I can really relate to the hearing aid thing because actually it's a very simple question as to like when you need them, like when you can't hear something, when you want to hear more of something. But for Correct. me, it's more of the acceptance. Absolutely. Um, Agree totally. Hmm. Yeah. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah, it was my doctor, well, I, I uh, even I kind of, I just wasn't expecting, I knew it was possible, but I wasn't expecting my last hearing test to tell me, you know, I, I could, but so as you said, first I had an idea, I wasn't ready to accept him, but my point is the doctor said to me, look at, at least in, in our, um, in Ireland, in that one, this could cost hundreds of euro, maybe plows, you know, for, for good hearing aids, and not that the money should matter, but the point is he was saying, why would you spend money so these patients who buy these things? You know, very, very expensive, you know, important things. And uh, they're sitting there and they're not wearing them. So as in, don't get them. Just as you said, don't get them. Why get them if you're not going to use them? And get them when you're ready to use them, do you know? Especially if, if you're not in a position that you maybe insurance, you know, or whatever covers the cost of, of some of them, if you know, in that yeah. situation. So, yeah. And so, as you said, it's to accept, hey, I'm ready to get them now. It's worth, you know, the, the, I'm happy to spend the money on it. I'm ready to. 
I want the coolest pair I can have and I'm going to wear them, <laughs> you know. And as you said here, yeah, not miss out on things. Yeah, yeah. What's your biggest positives of tennis? Um, so it's learning to uh, accept myself. Again, coming back to we're talking about acceptance, but accept myself. Um, I'm very uh, positive with um, anyone else that I would meet, as in I accept and I think anyone else that I meet with Turner syndrome or in fact other different abilities, you know, um, I think they're amazing, you know, and I think he should be out doing more, you know, and I genuinely think they're brilliant. Um, but when it comes to telling myself that, I don't always say that to myself. So um, my point is the positive I admire and I respect anyone I've ever met with Turner syndrome specifically, but anyone with any different ability because the fact is they deserve respect to just have to work a bit harder to do things so that people do, you know, and not sympathy mm -hmm. or anything, you know, or go, oh gosh, I'm too good. But in a way, hey, you know, uh, I can do this and it's easy. What I mean is if it was someone in a wheelchair, for example, and I'd say, I, I can walk, I take it for granted, I get up every day. You have to, you know, manage to do lots of things that I take for granted, you know, in, in a wheelchair or whatever. It's in just, it's, you know, it's not good. But, um, yeah, so I admire them and... Yeah, so to try and admire and respect myself and not to be going around telling everyone. Well, to be honest, I really think you should be able to tell everyone about Turner syndrome if you want, but, you know, maybe that's going to... But to actually be okay with it and nearly be proud of it because you really do have to... Um, go through some things that other people may not have grown up and it makes you far more resilient, I think. You don't even realise it. You minimise minimize it. And again, that's not to say other people don't have challenges, but uh, to not minimise things like maybe having to take growth hormone, maybe having to develop different than other girls, maybe having people in the class uh, pick on you or take advantage of you because they see you as different in some way, uh, things like that. Um, so, sorry, am I rambling? How does that come to positive? That someone who overcomes those things, someone who can overcome those things, I think deserves a lot of strength. I mean, a lot of respect. And it sounds like, even though it makes me sad, that yeah. you don't see yourself quite there yet in the same respect as you do with other Katerna's girls. Yes. It's quite exciting because you're looking to make the shift. Yeah. Which is exciting because why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you be as accepting of other people? But we were just talking about how people can say these things like affirmations yeah. and just general conversations like this anyway, but if you don't, if you're not ready to hear it or not ready to believe it, 
you're not gonna you're not gonna hear it so it's gonna yeah. come from you it's gotta come from from you first yeah yeah, yeah. Thank you. And it does, that's the thing, it does kind of, not to make the nickname, but it does kind of make me sad to think that I had get to 40, you know, like, and it's only now I'm really thinking of, of it mm. as actually positive, not a bad thing yeah, at all, positive. you know? Better than um, 50, better than 60. Yeah, you can always well, use again. That's true too. Um, and it makes me aware of hopefully paying attention to my body and looking after it, getting more regular checks, uh, positive in that way. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's better, better late than never. And hopefully I'll still have plenty of time um, ahead to, to use that. Um, but yeah, it's just a, yeah, and you do, you, you really have to be, believe it. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done. But once you get there, your mind waves up. But once it's there, it's a great place. Yeah, you know, and that's why the podcast you're doing is awesome. And as you said, there is actually, I do get excited. I get very passionate about this, but it's because I want to tell other people listening, you know, to uh, feel that way. Mm -hmm. So as you said, it's not really, I need to get that, feel that way uh, for myself in my own life. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But it is exciting. It is. It can yeah, be. It is. Lots of options. Lots of options. Mm -hmm. The only other positive I'd say is it gives you empathy. So, I'd, you know, people that have lots of other challenges. I may have said that in the last interview. I'm not sure. But I, I think in general... You know, whatever you've been through, you could you'd have empathy or understanding for other people who have other challenges, you know, that may be similar or not to turn or something to. So I see that as a positive. Mm. I look at anyone that maybe may have a, a learning difference or visual impairment. I have friends with visual impairments. Um, and again, I'm not saying that that's like Turner syndrome, but I relate in just that my spatial relations aren't great and I have to wear glasses and uh, learning difference. I do have some um, challenges, you know, so um, yeah, I think I have some understanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so relating it, it, it empathy, um, sensory issues that I may have. So I think people on the autism spectrum as well have a lot of friends of people that I talk to. Um, yeah, so that's positive. And then just back to, I think they're all amazing and I get very, uh, I'd stand up for them a lot and I'd get very, why, why aren't they working? You know, they should they should have a job. They're brilliant, you know, why doesn't everyone think they're brilliant and see how brilliant they are? Um, yeah, and I that doesn't click with myself as much but it is exciting and I'm trying to make it which is I think one reason why I wanted to talk to you again today. Good. Yes. It doesn't have to be a massive thing at a time it's just about like moving the needle a little bit right. and then over the time those little things will add up and then you look I... back and think bloody hell I'm coming along <laughs> right 
So, what's your involvement in uh, Irish Support Society? Irish. So, um, I, I am a member of the society, and before um, COVID and the lockdowns, and that's maybe where a lot of people have forgotten or don't want to hear about ever again. But the point is, um, I used to go to meetings once a year, they had them in Ireland once a year. Um, uh, in Dublin, which would have been a fair bit away from where I live, I would have had to have gotten a train which would take about five hours if it was in Dublin. But um, I used to go once a year from my um, mid-twenties onwards, I did. Um, so um, I, again, I think all those women are amazing. I followed them on, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram as well. Um, but unfortunately, I haven't heard any news yet, even this year of meeting in person. So, That's so yeah, so I'd love the past two annual meetings we had were on Zoom, which better than nothing, great. But I haven't heard anything yet of one in person or Zoom. So what I'm saying is I'm not sure what happened is happening and I wish I had more involvement. Yeah. Um, I wish there was more involvement in smaller parts of Ireland uh, as well and all over the world to be honest but where I live is um, as I said it's just not as near uh, the main place so if I wanted to be more involved for example like planning things and going to the meetings they have outside the annual meetings it, it isn't as easy for me to get to them. So I'd love to see kind of more, or a bit more local groups anyway. Yeah. And I'd love to see meetings in, in person. And if not, even more regular ones on, on Zoom. And by regular, it doesn't have to be every week, but every, you know, every so often. Can maybe it's up to, to me to suggest it as well and to be more involved. I don't know. I I have the email of the chairperson um, and um, I have the details. So uh, there's nothing stopping me suggesting it at least. What's your most important message on Tanner syndrome? Um, I think uh, my most important message now in but uh, when I listen back to I'd love to know what I said was the most important message the last time. And I'm sure it's something similar to what I've said. But, uh, but what I want to say today, whether it's the same or not, is A, to anyone listening that has Turner syndrome, uh, be okay with being you and who you are. And that being unique or a little bit different is a good thing it's not a bad thing and also you're you're more like everyone else than different you know in the big scheme of things but isn't just any ways that you may feel different um to be proud of them and that's a good thing i think and again i think it makes you stronger that's that's one thing i'd like to say and uh for anyone listening who knows somebody uh, with Turner syndrome, uh, just to uh, be there 
for for them um, just to support them when they ask for it but also and I suppose everyone's different but in general a lot of people I know with Turners wouldn't want to be the fiercely independent and don't want to be uh, wouldn't want to be sm smothered or told they can't do things either and that doesn't mean you can't and when you're small I'm sure it's good to be a parent and be protective and be helpful but um, I suppose what I mean is especially as you get older I think that's more why I'm talking to I'm thinking of myself now as 40 again which not old but I'm just I'm getting older as in you don't at that age I personally don't want to feel mothered anyway or babied babied careful when I need it yes you know so I suppose what, what I mean by that is so listen and be there, but uh, give help when when the only when it's needed or when it's asked, you know, in any encouragement. Yeah, I think a lot of the times, as I said, the firm capable and independent, and all they need is just a bit of encouragement and someone beside, you know, cheering them on. And they're awesome, I think. Um, the other thing I would say uh, is, as you get older, to not be afraid of finding out, and again, for everyone, maybe it's different and it's personal, but to find out as much as you can and to educate yourself as much as you can on uh, the current research of Turner syndrome. And again, just the relevant, accurate, stuff not um just dr google but you know what's what's uh verified by support societies and actual registered healthcare professionals and i say that just because to me knowledge is power and it instead of it making me scared i, I may worry about things but i'd worry more if i didn't know so as in it actually having the knowledge and information helps me and makes me less worried when, when I understand what's going on. So to have the information and to not be afraid and to get whatever the recommended checkups and tests are. And again, for everyone, it might be a bit different what they do and don't need. So what I mean by that is just because you read something that says you should have this, 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 and this, and the, the, maybe the doctor says, in your case, you don't need it doesn't always mean they're wrong. Maybe in your case, you don't need it. But uh, I suppose my, my point is you have the information and um, that you do get the, you know, uh, tests that, that you do need or, and, and that you're able to ask questions if you need to. Um, yeah, like I, I and, and I know now that I will need um, maybe more regular checks of my heart every so often now as I'm getting older. And again, it might be because I'm getting older and it might be definitely because I have Turner syndrome. But the good thing is because I had Turner syndrome, I got the checks and um, I get monitored. Whereas a lot of people in their 30s or 40s, they, they wouldn't think you have to keep an eye on their heart at all. Mm -hmm. so, 
That's my message of don't be afraid of the test. They're a good thing and information's a good thing. And don't, and then just listen to your body. Oh, I remember that was one thing I said before, but in that way, get, get if you can't get a doctor who will listen to you, and then you also listen to yourself and your body so that if you have something to tell the doctor or something you don't think is suiting you or you think something might be a bit off, that you're able to tell them and that the doctor listen. And you don't have to be all, um, you know, um, overly pushy about anything, but I've never met anyone with Turner syndrome that is too pushy anyway, if anything, that that'd be my message to not be afraid to advocate and get the doctors or someone to listen to you if there's something that's troubling you, whether it's with your body, you know, or your heart or your bones or, or even your head, maybe you're feeling a bit anxious, maybe your hormone replacement therapy isn't suiting you, um, things like that, I mean, don't be afraid to say it, then be quiet and suffer in, in silence, yeah. or you did say it and the doctor didn't, um, or they kind of listened, but they didn't do anything about it as such, and, and you're not finding any change, don't be afraid to say it again, again, they may have a reason, but if you're not feeling, you know, if you're not feeling good in yourself or there's something wrong, and you deserve to be listened. That's it. And so to talk to someone, as long as even if you have good family, friend support, that's brilliant. And to not be afraid if you do need a bit extra support, whether it's from a counsellor and again, not all might but you know, if, if, if you do. Um, but that's okay too. There's no shame in that. No, there is no shame at all. And things like uh, that. Anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> I think that is, I think that is, that is it. Um, I'm sure I've covered, I'm sure I could keep, <laughs> keep saying a lot more. It's something I care an awful lot about, but what I'm saying is I, I think I've said the important. Oh, good. I hope. I really, really enjoyed this episode. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I really enjoyed talking to you. I hope you did. Again, maybe I have to practice getting my message here <laughs> to people in one sentence. But that, that only means I care. That's when I talk about something a lot. You know, it's because I'm interested in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so thank, even if you're thinking, yeah, I'm just saying thank you so much, and I hope, I hope it has still said. Um, oh, thank yeah. you, thank you. So even yeah. if you're listening to this episode like months after this episode is aired, this still applies. Any previous guest who wants to do what Law did and me go through the questions or the questions you feel relevant to you. Or if you just want to chat to cover what's different than your first episode, then I'm always open to talking. Um, so yeah, just if you want to do what Law did, just message me. I'm more than happy to because I've really loved this. It. It's been really refreshing. Oh, thank you so much. 
Missy said the idea was for others to just say, yeah, I'd encourage anyone, just particularly if they have a difference. And uh, yeah, to me, it's like it's following someone's story kind of and how it's changing. Mm -hmm. it's not just me, but somebody else. And to me, that's kind of growth. That's, that's learning as well. It is growth. It is growth. Yeah. And so that things, unfortunately, don't always stay the same for everybody. <laughs> No, they don't. But that can be a good thing or a bad thing. As you said, those changes can be very good to learn from. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so incredibly much, Law. And I hope everyone else has enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to know more about Turners, go to www.tss.org.uk and that is the website for the official Turner Syndrome Support Society UK charity. Or you can go back to my first ever episode on this podcast where I explain what Turners is and how it's affected me. So I hope you have a really great week and I will see you in the next episode.